Hello and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. Today we are talking about something a little bit different. I feel a little nervous to talk about this for some reason. I am talking about three blogging scams and this is controversial. Like I think I'm going to get backlash for this and I'm okay with it. I did a blog post a few months ago called Five Controversial Blogging Opinions and I really outlined all of my thoughts in that post and I would really recommend you read it because I had a lot to say. And all of this has really just built, built up over a long time of working in marketing, of just being online, being like a millennial who's active on social media, but also just blogging in general. I started noticing some of these when I first started, not trying to humble brag about how smart I am, but like I would notice um, in some of my early blogging communities a lot of idolation for um, certain bloggers who um, do courses or like certain bloggers who seem to have like got rich quick or certain kinds of income means that may or may not be legitimate or may or may not be what they say they are. And I caught on to these trends really early on and to say I became obsessed with them would be an understatement. I am big <laughs> into this black hole. Um, I'm really active on Reddit. I'm really active on Facebook in these communities um, trying to expose more and more of these um, manipulative tactics for pretty vulnerable people, like we'll get more into it, but basically these um, scams, which they are all scams, whether they seem legit or not, they are scams. Um, I'm gonna expose how they sort of target the people who are most likely to fall for them and why you should be more vigilant when you're online and why you shouldn't take things at face value, especially as a blogger, especially as a freelancer, especially as someone who wants to work from home. And I think working from home has always been one of those industries, so to speak, that is really prone to these scams because if you went out and got a real job, you would most likely be able to identify really easily if it was a scam. Like you go into an office, you apply for a job, you go into a store, you apply for a job, you go through the normal process of like sending your information to the government, doing the tax forms, getting paid. Although once I didn't get paid at a job, I didn't get paid. They were like paying me in cash and they were like, sometimes you'll make minimum wage. So I stopped showing up. Um, but basically, most jobs, you have a really good idea whether it's legitimate or not, and there's not really much confusion. But online, there's a ton of confusion because someone can say whatever they want. A blogger can say they have so much experience that they've done this, that they make all this money, and they did this, and it worked for them, and you should do this too, and here's the link to buy it, like that kind of thing. And it's so easy to fall into this if you don't know what to look out for. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, as I speak, there is a new blog post out with this same exact content. It's not on offbeatgrad.com because you know I don't update that. It's on samanthability.com and it's called um, Three Blogging Scams. Basically, I identify the scams. I give tons of info about them and more sources. So if you listen to this podcast and you're like, I want to follow up on this, I definitely recommend checking out that post. I will link it in this podcast show notes so that you can look up more about it. I have a lot of resources for um, how to overcome these scams, how to spot these scams, and more stats backing up that they're actually scams in the first place because sometimes there's a lot of conflicting information and more communities if you want to get involved and um, just know what to look out for. So let's get started with the first one, which is possibly the most controversial. It's just saying a lot because they're all pretty controversial. Multi-level marketing is a scam. It is a pyramid scheme. If you are doing Herbalife, if you are doing Airbon, if you are doing 
Amway, if you are doing LuLaRoe, if you are doing any of the above and a million more, it is a pyramid scheme. Oh, but pyramid schemes are illegal. It can't be a pyramid scheme. Guess what? It is. That's funny. Just because murdering people is also illegal doesn't mean we don't have murderers. Like, it doesn't work that way. There are a lot of laws that make this MLM scheme legal somehow, though the laws are changing. The issue here is that a lot of the leaders for MLMs are really high up in these um, corporations and have a lot of money to lobby those politicians the way they want to go, which is how the United States works, and it's unfortunate. And so a lot of the times when they say they're legal doesn't necessarily mean it's right or that it works any differently than a pyramid scheme. There is an, uh, an episode of Always Sunny, which I would highly recommend you watch if you like some dark humor, and it's all about pyramid schemes and how they frame it is they're like, oh, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's an upside down, it's an upside down pyramid or it's an upside down triangle. It's like, oh no, it's an inverse funnel. That's what they say, which is literally a pyramid. And it's funny because they get sucked into it and they end up wasting all their money because it's not a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. But as you come to decide, that doesn't mean anything. So multi-level marketing is a scam. I'm sorry if you do, if you sell MLM yourself or if you know someone who does, I'm sure you do. There's no way you don't because every high school friend you had like five years ago starts contacting you constantly and they're like, hey girl, what's up? Do you want to buy, insert crap here? And then here we are. So it's a pyramid scheme. Um, it's not even an argument. It's it's just fact. Um, it is a pyramid scheme, and it's a pyramid scheme because, in case you're not aware, an MLM works by, in theory, you're selling a product. This is how they get around it. It's not a pyramid scheme because you're selling a product, but how many of them actually sell this product? Not many. You'll end up realizing that the most of the people who are buying the product, aka the end consumer, is the people in the pyramid scheme, which isn't really how selling works. So, basically, with a pyramid scheme, or MLM scheme. Um, it's called direct selling. It means they don't sell online usually or they don't sell products in stores. So you have to buy a product. Like if you wanted a Mary Kay lipstick, which is a pyramid scheme, you would have to buy it through a Mary Kay representative. Um, that's direct selling. There could be arguments towards the benefits of direct selling. I'm not, I'm not arguing those. I am arguing that the primary income for these sellers is not through selling because they have to buy their own inventory at a really high markup. They end up getting maybe a 20% um, revenue off of what they buy, which means they have to buy things usually in bulk in advance. So if I'm selling makeup, for instance, I would have to buy $500 worth of makeup product and then hope that I can sell it. And you know what? I probably can't. So I probably have to get a credit card to get that, to get all of this makeup, which I then have to keep in my house. And then I have to shill it to my friends and family. And when they don't want it, then I'm just sort of out of luck because the, the business sure ain't going to buy it back. So you're stuck with it. So what I'm saying here is that um, the primary end consumer in this situation is not really selling the makeup to actual people. It is to recruit more people. So you want to recruit more people into your downline, which are people who sell under you, because you will make a percentage of their sales. And when I say a percentage of their sales, once again, we are not talking about end consumers. We are talking about them buying products to shill to their friends and family or to just sit in their house. 
and there's a lot of incentives to buy more products whether or not you're selling because you get a higher commission rate the more you sell. So if you're really high up in an upline, yeah, you can make a lot of money every month doing this because you have a ton of people under you recruiting more people, recruiting more people, and eventually you're going to run out of people to recruit, which is what happened to LuLaRoe and all kinds of states that became oversaturated. They all went out of business, and now there's a huge lawsuit. So that might be not be the case with some other newer MLMs or some um, that have been around for a while and the market has evened out a little bit, but it will be the case eventually, and it doesn't work. So even though there are people who do make money with this, they are the exception, not the rule. Maybe 4% of the people here are doing okay, and 95% lose money or work for peanuts. And I have a stat for this. I'm not making it up. Uh, most MLM representatives make less than 70 cents per hour in sales. Like, comprehend this. It is not worth your time to make 70 cents per hour. That is, like, less than $24 a day. And let's say you're only working a few hours a week. Like, no. Um... 99% of all distributors in 11 different MLMs earn an average of less than $13 a week. A lot of people, I mean a lot of people, go in debt for this, like significant debt, or they um, just give up, 50% drop out in the first year, 90% drop out in five years, which you cannot compare this to the regular small business ratio because it is very different. And basically, they're just very predatory. Most of these MLM schemes target students, college students, who need flexible work. They target single moms, single parents. They target low-income people who don't know, know, really have access to other things. They target um, people who just need to stay home with their children. They target stay-at-home moms, especially. All of these people who are vulnerable to these work-at-home positions because they want a way to work that is flexible and that doesn't adhere to the traditional 9-to-5. But... They're not really sure how to go about it, and they are preyed upon by people who want to recruit them for their downlines. And that's really unfortunate, and it really upsets me when I see so many people who could be doing a legitimate online job as someone who does this and helps other people do it. It really hurts me when I see people going for this because they're dumping a ton of money into something that doesn't work, and they're going to fail, like most likely, unless they are the exception, they are going to fail, like most people do by far. So, <laughs> that was my rant about MLMs and why I hate them. Um, you've probably come in contact with them, whether you know it or not. A lot of well-known brands are MLM schemes, like LipSense, Unique, um, Herbalife. Let's see, those are the... It Works, um, Avon, Mary Kay, Rodan and Fields. Like, some of these are well-known companies. Doesn't make them any less um, predatory. You'll always notice them, the people who are involved in them, posting on social media. They might be trying to get you to buy something. They might be trying to recruit you. A lot of times they'll pitch you stuff. I know I get like three pitches a day on Instagram that'll be like, hey girl, you're so pretty. Like, I need you to buy my product. Or do you want this work, work from home opportunity? And I'm always like, y'all didn't read my bio because this is my job. <laughs> like, you don't need to tell me about work from home opportunities. But um, that happens all the time, and I'm, it's, I always disengage politely because I try not to be rude, but it's hard sometimes when I know what they're doing. I know they might have good intentions, but sometimes they don't. Either way, like, I'm not interested in your pyramid scheme. Basically, it's just unfortunate that so many people are wrapped up in this, and I especially see bloggers susceptible because we're so active on Instagram, we're so active on Facebook, and that's where these people 
find other people to pressure and they might think you're already a great fit for it because you're so active on social media, you know how to blog, a lot of bloggers uh, also do MLM and it, it does go together because you already have a platform to speak to your audience, you already have a way to recruit people, you have some leverage as an influencer, whether you're a big or small blogger and that makes you more susceptible. So I would highly encourage you to ignore these pitches, just say no. If you have to pay money to join something, it is not real. No real legitimate job will make you pay money up front. No work from home position requires this. Like my entire job is helping other people find real jobs online and I know they exist. Listen to this episode before this, I talked about jobs for college students, but those are perfect for anyone. But freelancing or starting a business or blogging, all of these things. No one's going to make you pay money up front for products. This is not how it works. If you are starting a legitimate business, there are upfront costs, but it's not to buy product in bulk from a random website. It's just not real. It's it's a fake lie they're selling and it's not real. So if you're interested in learning more about MLMs and how horrible they are and how they prey on people, I would really recommend you read Ellie Bowe's MLM story. She has a blog post. She's a UK um, blogger. Well, now I think she's a blogger. Now she speaks out about MLM. But before she was just a regular person, I think she was a college student in the UK, and she got recruited into Unique, I believe, and she documents the entire experience, how it made her alienate her family, how it almost wrecked her relationship, how she became someone she didn't like being, all because of an MLM, and how she went extremely in debt for this. And she does a great job bringing awareness to it and talking about the reality. So I would highly recommend that. Also, John Oliver from Last Week Tonight has a really good 30-minute segment on why MLM doesn't work. And he talks especially about how it targets lower-income communities. And then finally, I'm going to direct you to the Sounds Like MLM But OK podcast and also the Sounds Like MLM But OK on Facebook. It's a community. It's mostly people pointing out how funny MLMs can be when they recruit you with sometimes the craziest things but also the anti-MLM Reddit page on Reddit, and those are great communities, and it's just a great way to introduce yourself to some of the negative aspects about MLMs, aka pyramid schemes, and how you can avoid them. And it's also funny. Sometimes people send crazy pitches, like it's crazy. So (laughs) it's entertaining and also really educational. So if you're an MLM, I would highly suggest you look inwards and (laughs) really do some research. Like, just don't sign up for anything that makes you pay money. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. As you will learn in this podcast, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to put work in if you want to start a real business. And this isn't your own business. You are shilling someone else's products. You're recruiting your friends and family. None of this is normal. Don't do this. Great. (laughs) So that was my controversial post of the day. Let's get on to the second controversial thing. This one's probably more controversial. I don't know. It just keeps getting worse. So for the second one, I think hosting and blogging tool recommendations is also a bit scammy. Like, let me, hear me out. I know, I know that I talk about my host. I know that I'm affiliate for HostGator. I know that I talk about blogging tools all the time and I'm an affiliate for several services. Let me just get that out of the way. Okay. Even when I started, I gave advice to other bloggers, although on a small scale, because I mostly talked about um, 
college life, but I did give do a few posts on blogging at, when I was first starting out, and on behalf of all that, I would like to apologize. Um, I didn't really get much into affiliate links until probably at least a year in, so I, I don't think I was a huge offender of this, but just in case someone digs something up, I am fully aware of it, and I am going back personally and changing anything I can. But my point here is that I see a lot of new bloggers, not just bloggers, this could be anyone, um, who jump right into affiliate links, right into recommendations within weeks of starting their blog. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a blogger, a new blogger, anyone who's monetizing. I think monetizing is great. I talk about it all the time. I think anyone can start monetizing your blog as long as you have good content. But I don't think it's appropriate to start sharing recommendations for your host or like blogging tools or affiliate services if you really haven't experienced these because I see it all the time with like Bluehost, which is garbage. Um, they'll start shilling their favorite, I love the word shilling, um, their favorite like host. They'll be like, this host is great. Click here to sign up through my link. So some new blogger will sign up through that link and they'll sign up for these other premium tools through this new blogger's recommendation. And then at the end of the day, they're stuck and they don't even know what they're doing because that first blogger didn't really have good advice to begin with. And I'm not saying you don't have good advice, whoever the metaphorical you is. I'm saying that you can't really recommend something unless you've really experienced it. Like with Bluehost, it's not really a very reliable host. It might be fine for some people, but it's not really the best choice. Um, if you've never used other hosts before, if you've only used this one host for like three weeks, then you're probably not in the best situation to give advice. Um, not to say that you can't give any advice. I'm sure you do have things that you are knowledgeable about, but... Maybe it shouldn't be um, these specific recommendations because I feel like they set a lot of people up for failure if they buy tools you recommend without really looking into it. Not to say that they shouldn't look into it themselves, but I'm just, I'm giving an opinion, I suppose. Um, like, for instance, um, Smart Passive Income is a really popular blog. That blogger shills Bluehost for over, gets over 20k a month in referrals alone, which is crazy. And I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I am just saying... A blog of that size would not be able to use a cheap web host successfully. So they're probably not using it. If they are, they're not using the beginner package, and yet they still shill it openly. I'm not here to drag them. Like, they're entitled to however they want to make money. I'm just saying, as a new blogger, I would, I would urge you to be more aware of how you are promoting tools and services. If you do wish to promote something with an affiliate link, you need to disclose that link. And I would also disclose your own experience with them. If you've only used them for a few weeks, it, you should probably only say that. And then maybe cite some other resources or some other different um, opinions about that host to do your research, basically. Just don't blindly shill things. And on the same pane, like if you see an affiliate link online, don't just accept it at face value. A lot of times they're getting a pretty big kickback for this. I know that I get some kickback for recommending my host. And that's not to say I don't love my host because I still use the same one I started with. I'm just saying uh, pay attention to where these links are coming from. You can hear my dog crying in the background because she's also sentimental to this cause. But anyway, check your links. Make sure there's NFTC um, regulated type of a disclosure. Don't buy from places that aren't disclosing their links. That's scammy. But even realize that a lot of major publications, like places like NerdWallet, for instance, or even Expedia, will often promote certain things because they're getting a kickback. So that's not to say those aren't great products, but you should always do outside unbiased research before you make a purchase. 
And new bloggers are especially prone to falling for these things because you're so excited to get started and you just want to take everyone's recommendation and I get that and I definitely did that. I'm just saying maybe take a more concerned approach. And those are my thoughts on that and blogging resources. Um, ultimately, like, you're an adult, you can do what you want. I just think it's worth looking into where those affiliate links are coming from to make sure they're legit because it's so easy to fall for a bias without really believing it because you see the blogger that you usually respect and you assume that what they're recommending is best and while it might be the best for them, it might not be the best for you. So... That's my two cents, and now we'll move on to the third and final one, and I've talked about this before, and I will talk about it forever. It is the bogus how to blog courses. It can also just be like how to freelance courses, or basically any course that is so unnecessary, like how to be an influencer, or like how to get popular on Instagram, like these kinds of courses that are clearly bogus. Um, So I've talked about this before. I, too, have a how to start a blog course. Um, it's free. It's an e-course. It's very simple. It's it's designed for newbies, and I say that up front. Um, I also didn't start this course with no knowledge. Um, I like paid courses. Let me say that. I am currently taking a paid course by a web developing professional, and I'm learning how to code websites. It's so beneficial, but I did my research. So a lot of these free or paid courses don't really have any substance. A lot of times my biggest pet peeve is that these bloggers' primary source of income is selling courses. So basically they're teaching you how to make money online, but the only way they make money online is by selling courses. So that sounds like a pyramid scheme to me because they don't really have any way to make money other than selling courses. So they're teaching you some magic trick, but like they're not using this trick themselves. So that's confusing. Um, A lot of the times people will start blogging courses who either have some kind of fancy circumstance, like they started blogging at the right time, right place, and they've never repeated this in another blog. They never have tried to do it in a different way. They only had the success this one time. I've seen this so many times. They had success, like maybe one viral pin or one excellent Instagram post that got them on the explore page. And then suddenly they made all these sales or they had one great SEO strategy like five years ago and now their website is super popular because it has all this residual page ranking. And those are great situations and I understand that that happens and it's out of your control, but teaching others how to do these things by repeating outdated or really redundant or like really vague information isn't really getting anyone anywhere. Um, I think in order to teach a course, of value. You need to have value. So you need to have experience and you need to have something unique to share. And a lot of times I see these courses that are so expensive and then I'll look at the course description or like the outline and it'll simply be like, find your value, set goals, reach your goals, like some vague thing like that. I'm like, okay, like find my value, find my passion. Like, what? I don't need to pay you $300 five times for that. Like, I can sit down and do that myself. Thanks. But so many times I see this, and I get that it's very helpful for some people to have that kind of digital coach or that motivator who's just like, you can do it. Like, I believe in you. And that's great. But I think if you need to pay an exuberant amount of money to get that kind of um, confidence, then (laughs) maybe you need therapy. I don't know. I think maybe you should find that from a more healthy source than paying someone for that. Um, I think it's just like a step away from a pyramid scheme. There are so many better ways to learn about blogging, to learn about online marketing, to learn about being an influencer, and a lot of it is trial and error. And I say this by someone who's about to sell a course um, that is very targeted and very specific in what I'm teaching. 
Um, it is not a very vague find your passion situation. I actually will not even tell you about your passion. I don't care about it. It doesn't matter. Um, and really online, it, it doesn't matter. Um, what matters more is time and place. Uh, are you lucky? It really does matter a lot. And then just your method, your strategy, um, the tools you're using, um, whether you give up in 15 minutes or you keep trying, these are the more important things. And unless that's coming across in a course, then I think that course is sort of bogus. Um, so I don't think you should avoid online courses. I think there are so many great online courses. What I do think is you need to be really diligent before you purchase a course. Um, first, think about how you discovered the course. Was this discovered through an affiliate link? Because a lot of the times, the biggest, best courses you see talked about all the time again and again are literally affiliate links. And that means that blogger either paid people to take the course, they let them take it for free, they're giving commission on that purchase. So of course they love it. Of course it changed their lives. Of course it's the reason why they're so successful because they want that affiliate money. We come back to part number two. Anyway, so check how they how you actually found this course. Did you find it organically? Did you find it through an affiliate link? If you did find it through an affiliate link, there's nothing wrong with purchasing it through them, but keep doing your research. Don't just accept that that blogger said it changed their life, so it must be true because it's probably not. Next, does the blogger or the professional actually have experience? I can go online right now and claim to be whatever I want. That's entirely what this podcast is. Um, but basically, don't just trust people who say they have experience. Look for experience. Um, for instance, if I'm selling a course on freelance writing, have I been a freelance writer or did I do it maybe twice and I had some success those two times, so now I'm going to sell you how to do it. And that, that's a red flag. And it's the same with influencers. It's the same with marketing, any kind of thing online. Just because you did it once doesn't really mean that you have the secret to success. Um, a really important thing to keep in mind is if this secret was so good, if it was so easy to make money this way, wouldn't that person be making money that way, at least full-time, part-time in some cases? <laughs> I mean, I understand maybe doing something professionally for a few years and then wanting to scale back and sell courses, but if that person hasn't had like a career path like that and they maybe did it a few months or they had a freak success and now suddenly, or no success, and they're suddenly selling this, that's a red flag that maybe they are trying to scam you or they are have good intentions. A lot of times I think these bloggers have good intentions, but they're not realizing that they might not actually have value. Um, next, check that course outline. If you see vague things like find your passion or like identify your why, think what that really means. I don't think that really means anything. That means it's going to be full of filler. It means they don't really know what they're talking about. Um, that's probably not a good fundamental for most things. I think it is good to have passion or to know why you're doing something, but that doesn't mean you need to spend the whole course on it. I think that's a, that's a nonsense filler excuse, in my opinion. It's a, they didn't know what else to talk about. So they put that in. And I mean, if that's one point out of 20, that's fine. But I don't think it should be the, the primary point of the course unless it's some kind of course on like discovering your passion, in which case I'm confused about that. And then last but not least, how does the blogger actually make money? What I'm really asking here is, is selling courses that blogger's primary source of income? If it is, it doesn't mean it's a lost cause, but it does mean you need to look closer because if that's their only source of income, then how do you know that they can do what they're saying they can do? How do you know that they have any experience or any value? They might just be shilling courses for a living, which is a very popular thing to do. So be aware of that.
And those are my blocking scams. So I'm gonna leave you with this final quote that I found somewhere and I cannot find who said it. So if you know, please let me know. Um, it is, a lot of people will try to sell you the magic trick to making money. If you could do it for money, why would they be selling the trick in the first place? So keep that in mind. Um, if everyone could pick up blogging in two minutes, why wouldn't they? Um, if anyone could make money with an MLM scheme, wouldn't they be selling with an MLM scheme instead of trying to recruit you to their pyramid scheme? Think of it that way. Um, if they're making so much money online so easily from home, then why aren't they doing that? Why are they shilling that to other people? And I know you're thinking, wow, Sam, you do that too, though. Okay, I guess so, but <laughs> I think I do it in a more targeted way. My full-time income comes from freelance writing. I am very upfront about that. I make probably 70% of my money doing that. I make the other 30% blogging. <laughs> this podcast is free. I don't make any money doing this. I'm wasting my money doing this. Um, my blog posts are free content offered for free. Um, yes, I make ad revenue, but that's not why. It's not enough to really, like, be the sole reason for me um, posting things. And then I make very limited money if, with affiliate sales. Um, not to say there's anything wrong with making money in different ways. I'm just saying you should be a little more transparent or recognize where those bloggers are coming from when they sell things or when they speak about brands, stuff like that. So this was a downer, but I hope we are all a little bit smarter and savvier and protect your money. Like, you're online, you work for that money. There are real work-from-home opportunities, and I talk about them all the time. If you do your research, you can find legitimate ones, whether you want to freelance or work remotely or start a blog. These are all legit things, but none of them are get-rich-quick schemes, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because that's a lie. So, in conclusion, I, I'm sorry I ranted for 30 minutes. I had a lot to say. Please follow up with my blog post. I have so many more resources in there and a lot of links to some really cool communities where we just fight these scams. So let's keep fighting scams and let's not spend money on stupid stuff. And if you want to spend money finding your why, um, send it to me because I'll tell you your why. I'll just make it up and that'll be good enough. So there we are. Sorry I'm so bitter. I literally think about this constantly and yell about it to anyone who will listen. So now I'm yelling about it to you and I won't yell at you again about it. <laughs> so don't give me a reason to. Anyway, I hope you have a very productive, exciting week and I will see you next week for hopefully, 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 <laughs> see you later.